You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Real quick, it was, yeah, it was good. Um, happy World T- Turtle Day, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate you honoring me and my religion. Yes. It's, I don't know if it's Ninja Turtle Day. It's just regular turtle, like turtles of all varieties. There's only one kind of turtle. What about Koopas? Those are Koopas, not turtles. Uh, fuck. You are technically correct. The best kind of correct. The best kind. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, there's a new poster that we shared. I'll share it on our page, but, um, new poster, new trailer next week on Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, you're right. Next Wednesday is the 31st. So by the time all of our listeners hear this, there's a new trailer about a month ago. And also they pushed up the release date two days. It is no longer coming out August 4th. It is August 2nd now. Okay. That made me feel insane. When you showed me the new poster, I was like, you know, my brain's not always the best, but when I commit a Ninja Turtle fact to memory, it's usually dead on. So when I saw that poster, I was like, is that a typo? Did they change the day? Why would they change the date two days? What's you with these not... Wednesday fucking releases? Because <laughs> mm, they want to get the jump on the box office. What else comes out that week? Yeah, but I think Air just set a bad precedent because mm-hmm. they paid a bunch it... of money to come out that day in fines. And then Mario did two to compete with them. And then it worked for both of them. So I think studios, the same way that like the midnight Thursday release is now 7 p.m. Right. It, like, I think the precedent is now set where like studios are going to be releasing shit on Wednesdays. Which will turn into Tuesday. Like, it's just a bad Which will turn into Mondays. Yeah, because, like, what's what's Wednesday, then? Is that Tuesday at midnight? But we don't do midnight because of the shooting propensity. So is that Tuesday at 7 p.m. all the way up until midnight showings? Like, what? where does this end? It's going to go all the way around to things being released on Friday again. Which makes sense. There's a conspiracy theory for you. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to move it all the way back to the Friday. Exquisite acting. Acting so bad, it goes all the way around to being good again. Yes. Oh, damn. We figured this out. Well, what's our next case? Next case. Uh, the case of the missing family that Ezra Miller did something to. They found him. They did um, um oh god i want matt to show up because he's secretly saw the flash last night as part of an advanced screening yeah he's got the whole meat for this meal yeah uh i don't need the fucking meat because i i'm sold i bought a ticket based on seeing michael keaton batman eject from the batwing and fucking extend his his cape into a glider I'm fucking in. I'm gonna. I'm going to see that movie for that fucking scene alone. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. It's gonna. Uh, it's gonna be so good. Dad's back. He came it's back. He, he went to go get cigarettes all those years ago. We we knew he was gone, <laughs> but he wasn't. He's back. Yeah, we saw him out there with starring in things like Multiplicity. God, I'm so fucking glad Johnny Dangerously. That was before Batman, though. That was before Batman. I love Johnny Dangerously. That Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom, Multiplicity, Jack Frost, if you need a good holiday movie. Good's a stretch, but yes. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 Christmas. <laughs> it gets a, 
it gets a it gets a pass for being a holiday movie. It can be schlocky. You can watch the sequel where he fights Martin Short. What the sequel with Martin Short? There's a Jack Frost sequel where he fights Martin Short. Finding it, I don't know if Keaton still plays Frost. To be honest, oh, but he was Martin Short was Jack Frost in the Santa Claus Three. Is this what I'm thinking of? Jack Probably. Frost 2, Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. The fuck? Now you gotta you gotta remember that Jack Frost is the name of that Michael Keaton heartwarming snowman movie, but it's also the name of a B list horror movie called Jack Frost, where this the case is the picture of a snowman that's been melted into a skeleton. Okay. I do think I was conflating the two. That's pretty funny. That's why I was like, I don't think, yeah, but now I think I'm conflating like three things. Are you Mandela infecting right now as we speak? I'm the whole effect, dude. Oh, you are the Mandela? (laughs) I've always said that you're the Nelson Mandela of this podcast, Jake. You know it. I'm the only (laughs) one of us that spent any time in jail. Um, (laughs) We don't know that. Matt probably did some crazy stuff at Woodstock or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh i i am conflating santa claus 3 jack frost 2 the horror film and jack frost 1 all of which i've seen and they were mm. all just became one thing in my head which is kind of fun i think it was a magical memory i had that's now gone forever oh sorry dude i didn't mean to ruin your your brain beans no it's fine i'm glad that i remember now that martin short and michael keaton didn't fight to the death of snowman and snow creature because that that would have been a weird thing to start babbling about on my deathbed (laughs) grandpa jake's really losing it yeah yeah he's he's full pingo though so he's still got it there'll be no mention of grandpa jake i would have already had to have had kids yeah you never know man live to be a hundred hey you don't know what how kids are going to be made once uh the society starts falling apart they could just be like And like they could fucking Batman beyond your seed into right over someone's. Yeah, dude, they're going to nanobots are supposed to be out in 2025. So if I can get my lungs cleaned, I might make it to 100. Yeah, your seed will overwrite Sam. So him and Emily's kids are you're technically yours. Whoa, (laughs) Sam would be so mad to raise a kid and then to raise a kid that wasn't his. He'd be pissed. (laughs) Ah, so uh, you've watched some uh, Animal Control there, Mitchie. Yeah, I have. I've uh, seen most of it. Nice. Well, I, I've seen two episodes and then an eighth one, because apparently I'm not worth going back and fucking filling in the story with. You've seen the eighth one? You've seen the finale? Is that the finale? Yeah. The one where, um, what happens in that episode? It was like, a oh, we're trying to pull it up. The new kid is almost going to make out with like the boss lady. Yeah. And then his girlfriend comes back. No. All right. That's the one I saw. His girlfriend comes back at the end of the episode. And then they're like back together at the beginning of the next episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I think there's maybe there's 10 episodes then. It's not much though. The In the season finale, like I didn't realize it was the season finale because it's not crazy but like i didn't realize until the end of the episode when they're like see you next season and it was like whoa 12 i'm totally off so they're still going no it it mm. finished on the fourth mm. but well you've, i mean you've, you've seen up to dogs and geese i seen the first two and then i don't know i was put back in at the one where the old girlfriend comes back at the end oh, okay so you've only seen three when episodes my, yeah with Pat- like with patel and they're having the the party yeah yeah 
awesome. Pretty good show, man. Um, sometimes I wish I could hear it better. That's just extenuating circumstances, you know? Yeah. So uh, I'll have to get in on that while I have my headphones so I can watch that. Um, God, I have not. I've been slacking on Titans. Yeah, that's even over watched- forever. <sighs> Dude, also update your HBO Max apps uh, today, everybody, because HBO Max is now just Max. Max. Also, they got rid of their purple color scheme. What the fuck is that? Did they really? Yeah, they got rid of color scheme now. Blue. I was like, that's Paramount Plus. What are you guys doing? Everybody knows red is Netflix, green is Hulu, fucking purple was HBO Max, and and blue was Paramount Plus. Black is Peacock. Yeah, plus blue's also Disney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Amazon Prime. Fuck a luck a ding dong, Jake. Looks like we have a real predicament here. They're all going full Ben Schwartz on us. Yeah, they're Ben. They're bending our schwa right now. Damn. 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 <laughs> <laughs> have you watched you any like, more royal crackers who do i sound like no you sound like uh florida <laughs> damn 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 oh man her crying in that kitchen's rough oh it is rough uh, but no you, more uh, no more crackers though huh no i haven't i need to watch it I don't, i'm gonna update my max to tell you the truth i've been on a real fucking whirlwind of uh back and forth from uh here and there since uh the the fucking uh festival yeah some shows some extracurriculars my niece's birthday was yesterday nice did she get any cool turtle stuff no but um she does want to go see the turtle movie because i showed her the new poster yeah and she's a red-blooded american child right i mean she got some turtles in the crib the like the day she was Oh, I mean, I got some five, five shipping business days after she was born. Okay. Yeah. Then she got turdied up. Turd she got turded. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. You joined speaking of world Tur- turtle day. Did you join the official TMNT fan group that was shared by the TMNT Facebook page today? No. You, how am I in the official fan club before you are? I didn't see it while I was at work today. And then after I'm number 56, you're going to be number 908. That means I outrank you. Oh no. They gave you a number. No, I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) They look deep in my soul and assigned me a number based on the order in which I joined. Nice. It was, but no, I, um, I'd be top five. Well, yeah, no, you would. I was, um, I was going to tell you about it, but I signed up and then I immediately got 8 million fucking notifications from turtle glows around the fucking world. So I was like, I have to turn this off. I cannot deal with this. My phone is going crazy with people being like, hi, I like Donnie. Yeah, we are Guo, but we are one. Right. So I told him about Baco. Did you? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, dude. I'm pretty sure if you share that, um, that picture, um, (laughs) you will get banned from the group. (laughs) One day, Kevin Eastman will post about Baco. (laughs) Baco. Well, yeah, you should get in. Get in now. Get in, dude, before... Well, the getting's good. Baco reigns. Baco reigns. The um fuck man i have i have not watched anything probably in solidarity with the strike you know now that all the actors are on strike too you don't have to lie to kick it (laughs) (laughs) i actually wrote and direct and started my own marvel cinematic universe property oh he's dying he's dying sorry that dab got me in the gooch um 
Well, I've been watching Young Sheldon. Yeah. Season finale. That's very good. The show is so much better than it should be. It's really wild. Do you, do you think they're ever going to tie it to the Big Bang Theory? Or <sighs> a, a follow-up question, should they? They, they should. Do you think they're well, Honestly, they will? Should they? No, they, they, I don't think it would tie all the way to the Big Bang Theory because it would have to run for like 10 more years for Sheldon to be the right age. That's true. Eventually, uh, he'll have to be played by Jim Parsons again. <laughs> Who is not aging well. Oh, no. <laughs> Jim Parsons is getting fat and bald very fast. Whoa. I got to look this up. Yeah. He's he's turning into a little lump machine. So, uh, I'm a lump machine. But the show's just so good. But the reason I don't think it should hook up, and I just know this from fans talking about it. I've never watched enough Big Bang Theory to know. But apparently in Big Bang Theory, like a whole good portion of the story about Sheldon is how his dad left his mom. Mm. And this show is like kind of made the dad a really likable character. And it seemed like like last season they were setting up the dad leaving the mom. And then they twisted it and undid it. So I think they realized like it would ruin this show to have it actually vibe with the reality of that show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So wait, they the, so they made the dad like a really good character. So maybe it's they're gonna like this is a lie Sheldon's been telling himself for years just to feel better about his parents not being together or what? I don't think so because the premise of this show is he's talking, he's telling his children about his life. He's doing a him yum. Yep, kids. This is how I grew up to be a fucking nerd. Pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty much how I met your mother, who's right here, because she chimes in every once in a while, too. Oh, what's her name? Miam Bialik? Yeah, pretty rarely. I'd say maybe once or twice a season, but her, she'll do a little voiceover, too, where she'll be like, I don't care, Sheldon, we have to go. Or like, you never did that. Stop lying. Oh, like, he, so it's Jim Parsons does the uh, narration, though? Yeah, it's just Wonder Years, the Spy Kids. uh it takes place and like the premise is just great it's the late 80s early 90s now um it's you know fucking west texas where i'll get out texans and uh this kid's just like this nine-year-old savant in a town filled with people that are like i I don't know beer's cold i'm happy so beer's cold music's loud what better life is there to live? Yeah, and the characters are just great, and the cast is amazing, and it's it's just a fantastic show. And I think it's, like, I'm glad they backed off of the dad leaving the mom, because I think this show is actually a better show and will last longer syndicated than The Big Bang Theory ever would. Yeah. Wait. This is, this is a real, The Big Bang Theory is going to go the way of Friends. Like, it might go to a streamer where, like, people watch it that watched it when it was on, but, it, like, it's not going to age well. Whereas, like, a show that's about an inner family relationship always ages well. Right. Despite, yeah. you know, time period. Yeah. A family dynamic's a family dynamic. It just, like, really doesn't matter if it takes place in the 60s or the 80s or the 90s or when. Roseanne's yeah. still relevant. It doesn't matter yeah. that it was a poor family in 1993. It can work now just the same. So what you're saying is it's a very Bon Jovi problem. It's all the same. Only yeah. the names have changed. Yeah. You get it. Bon Jovi <laughs> always has been on the side of the Bonge knows, dude. The Bonge. God. <laughs> I wonder what exit he lives off of now. Probably. That was a fun Jersey joke for our Jersey listeners. Yeah. So maybe one. At Mark least Williams. one. Mike Rayleigh. Oh, Mike Daner. Don't know I that don't know guy. That's not a real that's not a real guy. That's a fake name from South Park. I've also gotten deep, and I mean dick deep 
into this show called Collector's Call. What is this? Tell me about it now. Okay. It's um, a sh- an original program on MeTV. Do you know about MeTV? I do know about MeTV. My entertainment. I always television. love their Sunday offerings of uh, a three-hour tour. Okay, this is on after the three-hour tour offerings. After, so it's after Gilligan's Island. And then it's there's one more thing between them. They like play an episode of something. I think drag. I think it's Green Acres. It might be Green Acres. I think sometimes it's Dragnet. Oh but yeah. It's uh it's this great show where I'm trying to find the gal's name because I feel like a dick for not knowing it. Lisa Welchel travels Lisa the Welch. country to discover the nostalgic world of personal collections and amazing treasures and meets the people who collect them. But the premise is, is every episode, Lisa from Facts of Life. Mm, take the good, take the bad, take them both, and there you have. Yeah, Lisa's sweet ass. And Lisa shows up to these, the, I mean, like, dude, the gui of the guo. The, <laughs> these people are fucking amazing. It makes Love on the Spectrum look like, I Downton don't want to. Abbey? Uh, yeah, I don't want to finish. Yes, yes. And uh, basically, she goes with a well-educated appraiser and then goes with the appraiser to their house, has the person show off like several key items to the appraiser where they talk about what it's worth, what they paid for it back in the day, yada, yada. And then at the end of the episode, the appraiser offers something in trade. So usually he'll have something that's like really desirable to the collector he's talking to to get something from the collector that's meaningful to him. So he's like, this is Laverne's fucking shirt from episode 305, and I want to buy this from you, but I'm also going to give you Squiggy's jacket or some shit like that. Pretty much. That's pretty cool. They have to find these. What are they doing with the treasures that they acquire? They're putting them in like a MeTV museum? No, 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 no. They, they they go to these people's houses to do this. And what do they do with the things that they purchase off of them, though? No, no, no. The appraiser and the guy, not Lisa. Uh, so the appraiser comes in, talks about what how cool everything is, helps give a little history to everything, and then at the end of it, offers a trade to the collector. And then the collector can either accept or deny the trade. It's not even a guarantee. How many of these people accept the trade? I've only seen like four episodes, and so far it's like half. So of the four people, I assume it's four, one person per episode? Yes, one person per half an hour. Uh, The most recent one was a guy who collects airline memorabilia. Whoa. And it's like, cool. He owns a whole plane, and it's like so accurate that they rent it out to do like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's plane scenes. and Cool, man. Like, you mean he has a whole like fucking 747? Yeah, but decked out like it's 1960 fucking shakalaka. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued, man. I like shows like that. There's a show on uh, A&E called WWE's Most Wanted Treasures where they have the wrestlers go out and try to find some of their like heirlooms of, from their yeah, careers. old robes and shit. I've seen a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. Collector's Call is like that, but it's diverse where every episode's different. And then it like, I, I truly don't understand who this is for. This is for our, like, the broadcast geek fan base i don't know how they're making money it's the, all eight of us <laughs> like this is so confusing to me that it, like you can't watch any of it on demand 
It doesn't exist anywhere. You have to record new episodes or watch it when it's on. Ooh, the old school way. Yeah. Le- like, leave a tape, put it in extended play mode, and leave your VCR running for eight hours. Hopefully, you'll catch it. Sometimes, I know previously in the past, some of their stuff's available on the MeTV website, because I truly encourage anyone listening, please check out Collector's Call. I am freakishly into this show. I'm into this like I was the first time I saw how how does it get made? Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, whoa, this is like mesmerizing and I love it. Right. How did they make a peanut butter sandwich? Even though that's not what they would put on there. How do they make golf clubs? Yeah, this is like that for nerds that do things like I do, where they're just like, I have to have all of it and categorize it. And this one, I have four of it. The one guy, dude, in the comic book one, this guy's got like seven copies of Amazing Fantasy 15, right? Spidey? Yeah, and you know what those are worth. And he was buying them back in the day when they weren't. And so the appraiser tries to trade him some really dope shit for one of his seven, knowing he's peeling one off of a guy who has plenty to spare. And the guy's just like, I just, I just don't think I can. I just don't think I can do that because, uh, yeah, it would just, I, I just, I don't know what that is. And even though it's cool and it looks really nice, I'm gonna keep my Amazing Fantasy 15. It's like, dude, you got seven. Come on, man. What kind of collector is doing that? That's not even a fucking round number. Get rid of that. Get rid of one of them. Have six. Yeah, but also just like who who hoards some like that's something that should be shared. If you have one of those, you've you've made it. You don't need to you don't need to have a stack of slabbed amazing fantasy fifteens. Like, what's that for? He was it's like not when even I, for bragging rights, because I bet he doesn't have any friends. It, dude, you can't brag about having millions and millions of dollars worth of books that you can fit into a shopping bag at your house. Right. Yeah. There's clear reasons why like certain shit i own i would not talk about on the podcast right (laughs) tell us about your collection what your address is and what time you go to bed that's the other reason the show geeks me out because i'm like this guy just let somebody in his house with a camera and showed his house and told us like well this is worth three million dollars like what this dude's getting robbed yeah we'll just be back uh with these 300 burglars tools in a little bit and uh it'd be so cool if they found out that lisa was running around robbing all these motherfuckers <laughs> that's why there's no reruns it's in the contract that they won't be available anywhere because it's how she's casing the joints <laughs> yeah dude let's i want that to be the reality yeah they don't they're not even available for purchase like you can't fucking have them it rules I, that's I think kind of odd. It rules. I think it makes it feel more special to my dumb old fashioned brain. Also, well, these new episodes of Teen Titans Go. Oh, shit. It's the 10 year anniversary of all of them, isn't it? They rip shit up. Is it? It's only season fucking eight, so it's hard to tell, but probably. Good old Teen Titans Go. I'm so glad. Uh, my niece really likes that show, and it's really fucking funny, so I'm glad that it's, you know, it's, it's good for uh, the adults, too. It It's the show that never stops giving. I'm so glad I got off my high horse and started to watch it years ago, because I... I kind of hated just the idea of it existing for many years. Right. And boy, howdy, was I an idiot. I think we all were, man, because, like, the animation style is very childlike. Yeah, but, like, once somebody, like, nobody just explained to me, like, they're doing Looney Tunes. Yeah, but DC Looney Tunes. Yeah, hey, I have to go grab the charger, so fill time. Okay, vamp for a little bit. Jake's getting the charger. I'm probably going to cut this part out because I'm bad at vamping. Um, I am also looking for something while Jake is doing what he's doing. Matt should be here eventually. Eventually! Uh, uh. 
Matt said he should be here eventually. Sorry, I'm making a bunch of noise. I almost threw my back out. Fucking shit. Where is this thing? I wanted to hold up to the camera and show you. I have something I'm about to hold up to the camera and show you. Bow chicka bow wow, dear penthouse forums. Wait, wait until you see it, dude. Oh, hey, Matt. It's hey. you. Hey. I was about to this tell him the guy. top's freshly shaved, but there was some scruff down around the bottom. <laughs> Fuck, I can't find it. I have a reprint of Amazing uh, Fantasy number 15 that I was going to sh- hold up, and you were going to be like, whoa, is that a real one? And I was going to be like, of course it is, bro. No, I was going to be like, that's a reprint. <laughs> You don't know. Yeah, don't I do. Fucking no, bro. I know you. You'd have like a private jet in the house if you had a 15 sitting around. I do have this though. Is that real? Avengers. Yes, is real. You need to get that bagged and boarded, dude. I know. I know. I know. But I don't have any fucking Silver Age boards. No, you need to get that CGC'd. They're going to raise the price in July. You have weeks left. Dude, I don't know. There's something about, hey, send this away to us, and maybe we'll send it back to you that really fucking creeps me out. What about, like, you know, a 90%, 98% accuracy of returning the shit over the last 40 years? What happens if yeah. they don't return your shit, though? Then they pay for it. Really? They, yeah, they just graded it. Now there's a definitive value of your shit. And, like, none of the ones that have ever gone missing have been major ones. It's actually been, like, shipping shit. They've never, like, just had, like, a real desirable book go missing. Well, is uh, Avengers number four, where they unthaw Captain America, considered a valuable book? Yes, Mitch. <laughs> okay, well. I'm, th- I'm thinking about buying an X-Men number one that's a 7.4 for five grand right now. Wow. Because when the Marvel movie comes out, it'll probably be worth twenty five thirty. Jesus Christ, dude. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I just months. flip it. I would not keep that. I would store it in a fucking box. And then when the Marvel movie came out, I would immediately put that motherfucker up for sale. Smart. Yeah, because I don't care. Chris Claremont sucked. Those books are good. And he gave us like an amazing thing. Like he doesn't suck all around. It's just like if I'm going to read X-Men, I'm reading Jim Lee or fucking... <laughs> Frank Miller's Wolverine or one of those Stan Lee true believer one of those runs yeah Stan Lee's early X-Men is a pretty rough ripoff of Doom Patrol interesting and yes Doom Patrol came first did you already introduce episode 308 of the broadcast geeks you mean with uh Matt Oren Jake Becker and Midnight Mitch Jones Midnight Mitch Jones yes The very same. I think we just did. All right. Inconceivable. What were you guys talking about prior? How great Teen Titans Go is. Oh, yeah. Man, uh, I can't believe that show's been on for fucking 10 years. Wow. That's a good show. And I was telling him about this show Collector's Call that I'm very addicted to. Then we started talking about collecting things. Yeah, Collect- yeah. Collector's Call. It's on Me TV. It's okay. hosted by Lisa Rara and uh, no, a, Lisa a, a, a cool Lisa. Stay. I wish it was Lisa Loeb. That would be even cooler. Stay. It's uh, Lisa Welchel from The Facts of Life. The Facts of Life. Yeah. The world never seems. Uh, she, what's her name? Uh, Blair. Yep. Blair hosts it. She's still pretty rocking hot. Yeah, I'd, I'd knock the dust off that. She's got sons my age, so probably not. But probably not. <laughs> it did. It did bum me out existentially when they got there in one collector's house and he bust out an original TMNT party wagon in the box seals still intact. Mitch, Jesus, how yeah, do like, you resist the temptation? Like a thirty five hundred dollar toy. And she he busts that out and she perks up and she's like, oh, my gosh, 
my son would love this. He's like 33. And I was like, man, she ain't never going to get with me. Yeah. Wow. You, you, you do a whole Aladdin soliloquy. It's like street rat riff raff. Yes. I don't buy that. Hey, I just did a quick dive and it looked like Lisa Welchel was a member of the Mickey Mouse Club. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. She was a member of it before it turned into a pop star factory, though. Right, right. There was less singing, more like watching an adult than being a children audience. Well, wasn't Annette Funicello and uh, there was a whole group of those people. They were early. Yeah. Yeah, but you did little sketches. And then I think you were there to like be a fake audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it switched into like the production was focused on the kids because now we realize the kids have parents money that they can cry for. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, collectors call rules. Matt, I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart, this show will be a problem for all of us if we start watching it. But the good news is it's completely unstreamable. You have to watch it live or you have to record it. It might be available on their website. Collector's call? Yep. It's like the antithesis of the whole idea behind this podcast. Is it? Because it's a broadcast show, Mitch. uh, (laughs) You got me there for the second time in an episode, just being correct. (laughs) I'm being pedantic, but yes. So, MeTV, is that that on something? MeTV is on everything. It's literally the only channel you need. I'm not allowed to say that anymore, but it's true. Yeah, if you want to watch the Flintstones, Gilligan Island, Honeymooners. Oh, really? uh, Adam Green 12, Acres. Green Acres, Dragnet, Emergency, Mason, Emergency. But can it be done through a Roku? Is it an app on Roku? I think they do have an app now, actually. I think I saw an ad for that the other night. Interesting. You can also watch it on a desktop and mirror it to a Roku, because I used to do that before they had an app. Oh, well, here's how to get me TV on Roku. Let's see. All right, I'll figure that out. In- if the viewers need to know, they, they could ask. Knowing the programming on MeTV has made me friends with no less than three of my childhood heroes. Mm. Because, man, does a conversation with Dana Gould go better when he brings up Dragnet and you go, I watched that one last night, too. And then you guys have a tight bond over watching deep, deep cable reruns. Oh, so there's a another Roku app called Friendly TV, F-R-N-D-L-Y TV. Yeah. And Me Channel... Me TV can be seen on there. So it's kind of like a Pluto thing. Okay. Maybe that's what they were advertising. I wasn't paying a ton of attention. Well, but I but I know some things are available on their website as well. So you might be able to watch because Collectors Call is the only thing I've ever seen that's a Me TV original, other than their Saturday morning cartoon host segments. Interesting. I didn't even think of them as having original programming, except for maybe like Sven Gulli. Right. Yeah, it was stuff like that. They had Sven Gulli for a hot minute. Now they have some other dude who does morning cartoons with a couple of puppets. It rules. It's like Gens Fooley. Yeah, it's such a good channel. You wake up watching the Flintstones and the Jetsons. You move you move on to a little uh Andy Griffith show. Nostalgia you, TV. You drift right into some pretty heavy cop dramas from the 70s. Then you back it up to some pretty laughable cop dramas from the late 60s. Mm. And then we move right into heavy comedies from every era. Heavy hangers. They got them. <laughs> Double mount. <laughs> Yellow bewitched. You see a hot lady stretched out on a car that looks an awful lot like your friend Becker's. Mm. Ooh, Perry Mason is on right now, and then Mash. Dude, I'm I'm telling you with a gun to my head. 
if I had to choose one channel to keep from all of what I have on TV and streaming, it would be me TV. Hogan's Heroes is on right now. Goddamn right, dude. We're all missing out. Hogan's Heroes. Great show. Best show where the lead got his skull crushed in after he videotaped his friend having rough sex. No, this is good, actually, because they have like a Carol Burnett episode coming on with Carl Reiner on. Bro, I'm I'm telling you, it's ultimate. You can tell watching it that someone gives a fuck about the programming, too, because every day kind of has a theme. Really? Yeah, even though they don't announce it, like the shows kind of play together. Some of the later night stuff, like their primetime block, what they do is, is they play a show from beginning to end. So they'll start at episode one and then just play two episodes a night until they get through it. And then they switch in a new show. Hmm. And then during the day, everything will kind of be the same. It's like Green Acres will be a story about people's anxiety about travel. And then so will Lucy. And so like, it'll all be kind of like somebody really gives a fuck about programming over there. I'm sure it's a bunch of people being underpaid to give a shit about antique TV. That's usually what it is. But it is a blessing. Oh, my God. Tomorrow at five is a, I think it's one of the episodes. See, no, all right, different episode. My bad. It was the episode of MASH where uh, Potter's retirement. But I was thinking about Henry Blake when he left. That was one of, there was like three episodes of MASH that I remember crying at. It's Potter week. Interesting. So all the episodes of MASH this week are big Potter episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Cool what i mean like it's really thoughtful programming in a way i think went away after the 90s the dvr that's where this is perfect you just record that and then you have it yeah dude i i love it and it's the it's the kind of stuff like you walk into the house and just gonna flip on the tv and sit down and relax for a minute but you don't want to get committed to anything because you also got to do dishes and dinner and stuff yeah man is that shit just comfort soul food mm. yeah this oh, looks yeah. like there's some good stuff on here rota they Never were playing rota last summer yeah i mean this channel is made for someone like you like old people who <laughs> are old in mindset yeah and it makes next... me happy knowing there's teenagers who are like bored out of their skull who might flip around and find that these are the kind of shows that if your daughter wasn't sleeping good matt she'd find fucking taxi at 2 a.m this is or made for wkrp old... in cincinnati this is made for older people yeah but it's all like it'll appeal to weird kids like me that's what i mean your yeah. your your older daughter who's into cool weird aspects of cool stuff would see taxi and be like dad last night when i couldn't sleep i saw a really cool show with this short guy who looks a lot like danny devito <laughs> plot twist it was the devito yeah the most I'm the trash man of that show right the most what successful member from that show there was a lot of good talent that came out of taxi tony danza hirsch judd hirsch judd hirsch uh christopher lloyd uh bobby mike conway yeah kanicki the hickey exactly he was in greece uh fucking andy kaufman of course andy kaufman who played nardo his wife lloyd all right christopher lloyd might be ignatowski reverend jim carol kane is carol kane is is a wonder latka's wife is fucking amazing simka 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 rips the checker cars yeah one could argue main character mary lou henner plays nardo Mary Lou Henner. Also, it was just a cast of killers. They all went on to either die immediately or make tons of money. Yeah. I mean, I like when Judd Hirsch made a small resurgence. I think it was, uh, for me, I feel it was Independence Day. Yeah. David. He showed up. Yeah. And then he's had a new resurgence that started with Marin. 
Yeah. And then went into Goldberg's. And now he's like actually had a shitload of character work over like the last six years playing That's the right. curmudgeonal Jewish grandpa. He was Murray's dad, right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's yeah. Murray's dad. That's right. But he's done it on like a lot of things. Like he's really had a career pop back up from playing Mar- Marin's uh, dad. Because I think awesome. people all over were like, oh shit. Yeah. Judge Hirsch. He's the perfect grandpa. He was in a movie that I watched. I think it was in the 80s. And I think he was it running on empty. He played a running alone. I think he played Russian sleeper agents. That's pretty with, cool. With like a River Phoenix. Whoa. This is a this is a deep pull. Um, ooh, I just saw. So at some point I'm gonna have to address the the elephant in the room, uh, at least for me, is that I saw the flash. Oh, we've been waiting for you to bring it up, actually. We've already brought it up, and you weren't even here. We've already, yeah. We said that Matt went out to get a pack of smokes and went back in time to alter the past, where it was just me and Jake hosting this podcast. (laughs) And you must have fixed the timeline, because you came back, you phased back in. I'm not going to spoil it. Fuck. Well, that's good. I will will watch it again, because I'm curious. I I will say certain things that the effects are going to need work. Some of it. It was kind of like Henry Cavill mustache bad. No. Yeah, but this was this was a very early screening. They're still working on shit. Right, right. Yeah. So my hope is that they've refined the effects. And if I had to break the movie into three parts, like, you know, uh, three acts, the first act was weak. Uh, or just I struggled with certain aspects of. But once Keaton hits the screen, it's... It, it's great. It, it, there's a lot of there's 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 a lot more great, and I'll tell you the tonality of the movie is is meant to be super fun. So it's it's funny. It's meant to be funny. Uh, it, it's it it definitely takes a bit of a lighter tone than previous DC movies. That's good. It's not so fucking serious and gray all the time. I mean, it does take some serious tones because of the content. Yeah. Um, I, for me, I think right now I'd say Keaton's my my favorite part of the movie. Definitely the best part of the movie. Um, Better than Affleck? Yes. Okay. Uh, can I ask a question? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Only, only Press conference. Press only, conference. Only because of the, the retroactive goodwill. There were right. certain weird things about uh, Keaton. But there was there were there were just things that the movie they, that that Machete uh did in the movie. Is that his name? Machete? Andy Machete, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh there are things that he did in the movie that DC fans are gonna love. I'll I i will say it. I, I love it. I got the feels. I'm excited. On a scale of one to holy fucking cow, is it a real flashpoint movie? Yeah. Tell us about it. Uh, no. No. Yes. Yes. And no. It's a flashpoint. It's a flashpoint movie to the extent of what we see exactly in the trailer, but it doesn't touch on anything else from Flashpoint at all. There's no war between the Atlanteans and the the Amazons. That's okay. I didn't think there was. That's why I was okay asking that and getting it spoiled. No, it's it's essentially it's a flashpoint story. He goes back in time and things change. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Right. It's not the flashpoint story, it's a flashpoint story. And honestly, for all we knew, the well, not in not in this universe was that happening right so without saying which ones how many do any of us have working theories we've been talking about that are correct third batman on the grassy knoll nope without talking about specific ones are any of our working theories correct remind me of the working theories well that's one of them that there's at least the third batman clune tang he's back 
Uh, and he tells us to call him Tang now. Next. <laughs> that the, 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 they set it up to where we really don't need Barry going forward. Uh, how about this? More than one Kryptonian in the movie that's not Zod. Well, we know that from the trailer. because I our, guess uh, Feora is in it, too. And he has an army. Oh, they're all Krypton, right? I mean, I've already seen the action figures of the thing I won't say because Mitch is here. <laughs> you want me to take off my headphones? Yeah, really quick. Okay, no, it's, hang on. It's really good. I've seen the reverse Flash toys. Not in the traditional sense. I know. I've seen the toys. It's I, I, I can see what's happening. That's what I mean. I think that was a bummer that I saw it, that on the shelf. It's it's not what we're used to, though. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm not, all right, I, I, I'm not gonna. I don't think this is a spoil, really. It doesn't really do. It does and doesn't do. It didn't have to be the launching point. Yeah. Um, however, however, I think what Gunn might have done is change a certain aspect of it to make it be a handoff point. Right now, moving forward. You know, I'm not going to say as far as the Flash goes. I will say that not a lot of our theories were were necessarily held up, Um, but some aspects of them did. Nice. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they I hope they make changes. Um, And I guess I should have taken the code so I could have given feedback. I think that was maybe an option. Uh, and, And that was my thing. Maybe they're doing a screener to see what kind of response. They got some applause. It didn't get overwhelming it, it got a couple of uh big applause but not For keaton probably not huge yeah amongst other things there is something that dc does really well i've talked about it before and i'm, I'm not gonna talk about it right now just as far as how they respect the people that have worked for them mm-hmm. and they do a good job of showing thanks to that you know yeah after they give several... Bill Finger a shout out? No, I don't. I was gonna say after several court cases, you have to. No one got. <laughs> no one got fingered. Yeah, did they give a special thanks to the Superman creators, Joel, Sh- <laughs> Joel Schuster and Jerry Simon? No, yeah, other way around. Families finally started getting paid a hundred years later. Kind of like reparations. Yeah, or just like yeah, yeah, reparations, pretty much. So yeah, should you be excited to see the movie? Yeah. Uh, I think I think you're going to like the sum of the parts possibly more than the whole. At okay. Least, at least initially watching it, that's how I felt. How without spoiling it, how are we going to feel about the ending going forward aspect of it? So there were I didn't I didn't see credits, so there were no extra scenes. The movie there's no there's no post credits. I well I don't I don't know because we didn't get credits when the movie ended. That was the end of the screening. Oh. Yeah. So. Uh, does it lead nicely into the world? Yes. Okay, cool. Actually, the more the more I think about it, very much yes. Hell yeah. That's all I really want out of it. I'm, I'm cool if this movie is just fun and sets up the gun universe in a workable fashion where there's not going to be a bunch more fucking leaps before we actually get to where we're going. I think it I think it will. Yeah. And, is and Peacemaker when, in it? And do you want to know? No, actually, no. I don't. That was just a wild <laughs> fucking thing where you'd be like, what? No, fucking of course not. Next question. Well, but that's the thing. You could ask a question. It. Maybe there's a reason for it. No, he's not in it. No, there, there, no, no. Are there wild cameos that we're not aware of yet? I can't answer that question. Yes, fuck yeah, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say uh, it depends on how you define cameo. Oh, fat, fine. I'm with that. That's cool. I'm totally excited. I'm so excited. Uh, Danny DeVito's just gonna be a homeless guy. No, it's not. It's. (laughs) 
It's not like that. Not that I know. I know. I was joking. He just walks through as Frank. <laughs> but it was so anyway, I started blasting. It was yeah. fun. Um, and I think I think, like I said, the first act I think was trying to be too much fun. Uh there was a casting change though, right? Who played the dad in the original? Was it Billy Crudup? Yeah. Now it's Ron Livingston. Isn't now it? it's Ron Livingston. Yeah. yeah. Uh so I'm, I'm yeah, it's not a spoiler. I'm just I didn't I didn't know going in. I didn't Which pay is, attention. It's crazy that Flash's dad is such good close uh acquaintances with Batman. You know, because they, they live next door to each other in that apartment when he used to work in that office. Diedrich Bader. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, shit. What now? Now that Conroy's dead, what might be the greatest Batman actor alive? Oh, the greatest Batman actor alive. Greatest Batman I, voice. I agree with that. He's really that good. makes that makes Reno Romano from the Batman number two solid number two. I think he was also the one that was just in that uh, Battle of the Super Sons. Mm. You know who has a really good Batman that I didn't expect to? Mm. Jensen Ackles. Mm. Yeah. It is. He was really good in the long Halloween. Yeah, I agree. So I, he's I kind of to... doing a Conroy though. Yeah, he's, who's not though? He's trying, right? Yeah, because he's the best. Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader. Diedrich well, Bader's. He the, doesn't like... have to. Yeah, right. But he's he's doing very much his own Diedrich thing. Right. If, if the hammer Gotham, of justice if, is if Gotham was in California. <laughs> yeah, or if Batman hadn't watched a kid die at the end of a crowbar yet. <laughs> so I, I want to say one other thing, and and I don't think it's a spoiler. Um, Michael. When, when when we're in the Keaton verse, uh, you know it's the Keaton verse. Yeah, like you could hear it. Yeah, they play all the Elfman shit. It's and... it's so good. It, yeah, they play trust. Bam 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 bam. Uh, they play all it's... the Prince songs. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to set up a group mandate between me and Mitch, and possibly you. And I was going to invite Baker, but they're playing Batman '89 or no, the second one, right? Batman. No, I thought it was the first one, '89. Think it Not might Batman be, Returns. I think it might be Batman Returns. It might even be Batman Forever. Where are they playing? Oh shit! I would love to see an orchestra do the. The Denver Orchestra is live playing it on, what is it, July 17th, Mitch? 14th. Um, who, who was doing this? The Colorado, Colorado Symphony, which is famously like one of the best symphonies in the country to see weird shit like this at. Yeah, I've seen them. I want to see this. But like, you, I've, that's the same where you saw the Looney Tunes, right? Yeah, but I've heard that guy. And then since then, looking for it, Holy there's like shit. several conductors who consider like the Denver Symphony the ultimate one to go play weird shit with i want to check out this cypress hill one too we're gonna to do yeah. black sunday with the colorado <laughs> symphony yeah cypress hill dude the simpsons predicted that shit it is the 89 Remember? yeah, yeah it is i'm looking at it right now uh i'm gonna buy tickets for that right this moment actually my kids will still be at camp yeah i think i'm gonna get tickets to where where are you gonna sit because i sat like front row last time and I think you're better off going into like the lower upper deck, like more the like mezzanine. No, like uh, dress circles. Those are great seats. The uh, parquet. I don't want to pay the money. Not to say it's not worth it, but I have a lot of other high expenses. Like a brand new Kia Telluride yeah. from Kia. I got to be close enough for it to shake my chest so that the edibles go weird, you know? Yeah, I hear yeah. you. I'm thinking like orchestra two. I want to fucking breakdown in tears when they do that part at the end where it's like wah, 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 and then it fucking the bells 
Oh, and he's just standing on top of the fucking skyscraper looking you, up at the bat signal. Have you looked at your fucking schedule yet, Mitch? No, I've been detained. I've been, uh, I've been, uh, I had bigger fish to fry for a second there. <laughs> okay. Cause I'm waiting to buy tickets. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that after we're done. I'm going to get my fucking calendar together so I can yeah, go so. to the fucking symphony with Jake. I'll buy us tickets right now. Matt's going to go too. Yeah. I'm buying tickets right now. I, Are I you might taking talk- as? Yeah, yeah. I, okay, I was if you weren't taking as, I was going to say, I'll buy you a better ticket if you want to go with me, Mitch. But I don't want to buy two better tickets. So you and as will meet up with us and we'll get high beforehand. <laughs> I, we, we don't do that. She doesn't. Uh, I would, I don't know. I might just go to the uh, box office and save the money on the uh, convenience fee. The convenience fee of bending you over and fucking you in the ass Ticketmaster style. Yeah, I feel better about it knowing that at least it's the company I'm paying to see fucking me out of money instead of it being Ticketmaster or AXS or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I do hate it, but it makes me feel a little better when I know well, like, well, at least I'm when gonna... the Fox fucks me, the Fox gets the money. Well, actually, yeah, they're, oh, the service fees, 30 bucks. Yeah. Two oh, tickets. Yeah. Per ticket? Two tickets. Okay, yeah. I think it's a flat rate. I want to know where that service fee goes to, because if it's going to one of these other ticketing agencies, I'd be annoyed. If it's going, well, I don't know where else it would be going, because there's also a city fee. Hmm. I'll worry the, about that off pod. The city fee you'll have to pay when you pay it in person. I'm I, I'm all about going to the box office these days anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to get like 3,000 milligrams deep on an edible and watch guys hit drums while me and Mitch cry at Batman. So we saw Fantasia. <laughs> I'm going to get those little binoculars on a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasia, though? So we saw them do Fantasia and they had and then they had it on the screen and they coordinated it with it yeah so that'd be super dope if they were doing the music and had video of the cartoon or not the cartoon but the 89 movie we're gonna watch the whole movie while they play the score is that what's happening oh. yeah oh oh, oh god i'm pretty yeah. sure i'm pretty sure this is dynamite the, this is one of the full movie ones they do i'm i'm you are absolutely correct and they only do a couple of them a year that are the full movie because it does take a lot more time and practice and timing and they got to sit there through shit so it's more tedious for the whole production but it like what a magic experience this is going to be you guys like for real we're going to see danny elfman's score performed by like one of the top symphonies for playing anything other than classical music in the country it's gonna rock socks can i wear my 89 bat mask i think so they might make you take it off at security i'll be like i mean they tell all your friends about me they'd let you put it back on i think they just probably make you take it off to prove who you were and shit I might seems like a- tomorrow. They're open till five. Yeah, man. Like I'm fucking stoked. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Sweet. Well, everybody should do this. It sounds like a great idea, but not yet. Oh, that'd be great. By the time people hear this, we'll have That's, bought our tickets. I thought about it before I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We got four or five. Who knows how many fucking episodes in the hopper? Uh- <laughs> I, I just like I know how magical that Looney Tunes thing was, and I can't imagine how magical this is gonna be. Fuck, dude. I wanna yeah did you ever talk about that that looney tunes thing was it pretty awesome it's like it's maybe the best thing i've ever done with my money it was really it was so fucking good it like everyone should be required to do that in their life as an american it was fucking amazing man it was just incredible 
how good they were, how great it was to see those shorts up on a giant screen Mm -hmm. with a live symphony. Like it was the twenties and I was at a rich theater. Like it was fucking dope, man. Um, there was a whole busload of um, um, spies and their handlers. And oh, I remember you telling this uh, story on Chubby. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, mean it from the bottom of my heart. It was like one of the sweetest things I've ever seen. There were so many small kids there who obviously like don't know the Looney Tunes. Like, I think they're aware of Bugs Bunny, but they don't know yeah. it like we all did. Who yeah. were losing their fucking minds watching the shorts. I mean, there were kids like jumping in their seats like scream laughing because they'd never seen that wily e. coyote short before so it was truly like their first time experience it was so cool that's awesome it rocked all right well if we're gonna go to this batman theater experience we're gonna have to do the full experience after the show we're gonna have to take a walk through crime alley who's wearing the pearl necklace Mm, fuck i think we'll have to rock paper scissors i'll wear it martha why did you say that name why did you say that name why you tell all your friends about me I'm also going to wear a trench coat and carry a sigh like I'm Raphael. So if they, tr- if they try to mess with my pearl necklace, they're going to get you'll be like, pearl necklace. wait, do they get a load of me? <laughs> oh you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. How was that moment in the flash, Matt? Was that, did that feel forced for the trailer? Or was it pretty uh, natural? Um, Like, why would he fucking, why would Batman say that in his day-to-day life? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just written for fan service. But you want to get nuts? Well, is that he, does he say that in the '89? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's when Joker comes to Vicky Vale's apartment. Yeah, and he he gets out the fire poker and he's gonna he's like, "Come on, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts!" Right. And then Joker is like, "You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight?" And shoots him in the chest, but he's got yeah. the silver serving tray underneath his coat so he doesn't die. I mean. Yeah. I- as somebody who comes yeah you come from the entire art form and practice of repeating things that worked once so (laughs) i'd i'd make the mental leap that batman remember bruce wayne remembers a really cool thing he said once in one of the most stressful weeks of his life that like he's probably tossed into conversation other times where people are like well that was was a pretty cool thing to say yeah yeah I mean, that Batman didn't just go away after he killed the Penguin. He had countless other adventures. Or are we to believe that Michael Keaton, the... Okay, so Bruce Wayne in-universe becomes Val Kilmer and then also George Clooney? Must be different universe. Like, is that the same Bruce Wayne? Because it's the same fucking Commissioner Gordon. It's always Pat Hingle. It's always the same Alfred Michael Goff. But not the same Two-Face. Not the same Batman. It's not the same Batman. It's not the same Two-Face. That doesn't mean it's in the same universe. Right. Right. Because there are certain things that stay the same. And, and I'll say that that's actually a theme of this movie. That there's constants. Yeah. That, well, you know, just the, I, I really found the description of the multiverse in the movie. Uh, Batman's explanation of it to be really cool. I've always liked DC's version of the multiverse better because it's not based in science. Like, mean? For, like Mar- Marvel tries to do the Doctor Who thing where they're like it actually adhering to theoretical rules about what it could and couldn't do. Whereas DC's just like, nope, it's this magical shit. Here's how it works. Accept it or don't. It's part of the story. And and we thought it out and it's cool. It just doesn't jive with a bunch of really technical shit that'll only be cool to you if that's what you're into. 
like Marvel does shit in the quantum verse that if you studied string theory would get you Pingo Jones. Like they're they're following rules that are like right, really theoretically there. Then they've done their best forever to do that. Whereas DC has kind of always participated in like uh more of how like a nine year old boy playing in a sandbox would come up with it. Like it's it's thought out and there's reason to it, but it's not necessarily infallible reason. Yeah, it's it was it was interesting how they present it and what goes you know what goes down. Uh, but I did like I did like Bruce's explanation of it, and I thought that this might actually also have been you know you could also look at it as this was an alternate Keaton universe. Like maybe it's not the same Keaton that we've seen. They don't they don't say that necessarily because you know why would they? It's just he's meeting a, a Keaton Batman. I have a spoiler. Oh. They do address that it's the same one. Because of the car? Chicks take the car. No, he could accidentally in multiple universes build a very similar car twice. Right. But but he would not have the exact same lineup of suits, which he does have. He has every suit from every iteration we've ever seen him. He might, though, because of the need to make those types of suits. You know, he, like he's that's very, what I mean. They're stylist. It's the stylistic differences are all that distinguish Keaton's suits. Mm-hmm. So it, it'd be that like the same graphic design repeated exactly in the same order. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, maybe. I, I hear what you're saying. But, they've they've already said that like that was the confirmation and the reasoning behind why they're saying like and it's probably because it's in the trailer but there is a theory presented in the movie that could account for that and still be a different universe okay you'll see i'm so excited yeah it's me it's, too it's good it's fun i i look forward to seeing it again hopefully with you guys was it june 16th yeah and then we gotta wait till end of august for blue beetle which is gonna fuck i mean i don't care if you spoil this mitch you might so let me know what is what ask the question first does he show up at all blue beetle jaime or ted no okay what about superman he's not saying no yeah i don't want to know if superman's in it that's like knowing if blue beetle was in it was just knowing if like maybe they planted a tiny seed for a future movie which they might do in post credit scene that matt didn't see you're asking if like somebody major might be in the fucking movie what about gl i mean i'm not oh matt you're gonna be all johnny tight lips about this i ain't saying nothing what about booster gold tell him to go suck a lemon booster gold as played by chris pratt this movie isn't about about anything like that. This I movie, know. So n- nobody's in this movie in the sense that it's important to move forward. Right. Uh, we just didn't know if like much like the Flash when they go through like a time tunnel or something, if maybe you saw the people from Teen Titans, maybe you see Swamp Thing. And maybe there were, there was a lot of visuals at some point. So it's very possible that you missed something in there. Oh, yeah. um, what about Beast Boy, Mama? <laughs> So yeah, there was there's nobody new to move the story forward. It just pays I'm gonna say it pays homage to who it's who it's been. Nice. Yeah, it's like I said, some of the parts. Some of the parts is better than the whole. Like as a whole, the movie was the movie was fine. It was good. It was good. It was really good. Um, but but as a as a flash 
slash DC fan, there are some things there that really give you that really good st- reach around. Hell yeah. Well, I'm pumped up. It really steams your cannolis, huh? Yeah. Mitch, if people want to send Matt questions about direct spoilers that we didn't discuss, where where would they get a hold of us? I would spoil Well, it. Well, Jake, I'm glad you asked that question because if you want to get us on an email, you can send us an email at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. You can go to our Reddit page at r slash broadcastgeeks. Find us on Twitter at broadcastgeeks or on Instagram at at broadcast underscore geeks. We have podcasts available for rating, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Uh, subscribing is actually a mix of sharing and subscribing, so do that too. You can find that on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or you can just come back here next week and talk with us again. We'll leave you with our signature sign-off line. Excelsior.